For the News and Observer, I'm Dawn Vaughn, your host for this episode of Under the Dome for the week of Monday, December 12, 2022. I'm here today with a member of North Carolina's congressional delegation, U.S. Representative Deborah Ross. Representative Ross, thank you for being here today. It's a pleasure. Uh, Ross served in the State House for 10 years, from 2003 to 2013, once ran for U.S. Senate, and then the U.S. House, which she won in 2020 and was just reelected in 2022. She represents White County and lives in Raleigh, for any of you that that may not be familiar with Representative Ross. So let's start with some of the big news. There have been big votes this fall in Congress and another North Carolina story that's been national news and one of the other branches, Morby Harper. So we'll start off talking about those two. what are your takes on either? We can start maybe with the Supreme Court. Let's start with the Supreme Court because it was so exciting. I was in the courtroom for the two and a half hour argument. And I've been to the Supreme Court before, but I've never been there for a full argument. And to be able to be there when it affected North Carolina and when it was such a lively debate, it was really exciting. I sat next to Virginia Fox. She did not stay the whole time, but I stayed for the full two and a half hours. Um, And then of course, Attorney General Josh Stein was there as well. And, I think that the reporting has been very accurate about the argument. Um, I'm a lawyer. It was what they call a hot bench where everybody was asking a lot of questions. Uh, you can never predict what the final outcome is going to be. But I think what most people who were there and who were listening observed is it's kind of three, three, three. So there are three of the um, the more liberal members who absolutely want to reject this unified legislative theory. There are three of the more conservative members who are more inclined to embrace it. And then there's uh, Chief Justice Roger Roberts, Roberts, um, Amy Comey, Comey Barrett and Brett Kavanaugh, who um, are not um, fully buying the theory and were asking a lot of very probing questions. I will say, of all the people who who were asking the questions, I was very impressed with Amy Comey Barrett on the law and the facts and her willingness to tell the lawyer, Mr. Thompson, who was representing the legislature, when he got it wrong. She would just interrupt him and say, well, you got it wrong because of this. And um, and I think uh, she sounded more like Sandra Day O'Connor did, who was a very practical justice. She just wanted to know, how do these facts affect something else that's going to come down the line? Um, and then there were some great there were some great back and forths with some of the other justices. But it was very exciting. Um, and, you know, we'll see what they come up with. Well, I wondered what that bench was like of those watching, because you've got and Speaker Moore was there, too. Oh, I saw Speaker Moore there and I saw him the night before because the North Carolina Society had a goodbye reception for Senator Burr, Representative Price and Representative Butterfield. And, and uh, Speaker Moore was there as well. That's, you probably don't have that many occasions where it's both state and federal government, all from North Carolina, all together, you know, with something like this. So, um, and then um, Governor Cooper has mentioned multiple times this, this past month that, of course, the U.S. Capitol tree is from North Carolina, 
and the turkeys that Biden pardoned were from North Carolina. So the North Carolina in D.C. is really extra, <laughs> extra yeah. levels, I think. Yeah, we saw Governor Cooper at the tree lighting at the Capitol. And um, that the other thing about that that was just wonderful was there, there was a nine-year-old boy from the Cherokee um, who talked about the, the Cherokee um, legend of how there could be an evergreen tree. And it was so beautiful. He was wonderful. He was there with his family. That was just fantastic. Great. Um, um, and I'm happy to talk about the legislation, too, if you want me to go on about that. That was in your first question. Yeah. So we're, you know, at the end of the, the calendar year. So are there any the different legislation, really big votes that um, that stand out to you from just being in the chamber to the significance just this past year? Well, this past year has been a blockbuster year, um, and everybody is saying that we that Congress has not been this productive since the Great Society. I mean, between COVID relief that was so important two years ago when we were in the throes of it, to bipartisan infrastructure, bipartisan chips and science, both of which are going to have a tremendous impact, particularly in the triangle bipartisan domestic violence legislation, bipartisan um, common sense gun safety legislation. It's been unbelievable. And I have gotten nine bipartisan bills that I introduced signed into law, either directly or as part of another bill. And so it's been a very productive Congress. Just this week, um, we did the Respect for Marriage Act, and um, I believe President Biden's going to sign it today if he hasn't, or maybe he's already signed it. Um, but that repeals the, def the DOMA, Defense of Marriage Act. Um, it's a huge, huge step forward. Of course, it is not going to do everything that we want in North Carolina because it's going to leave states to their own devices about whether you can get married in that state. But it, certainly it will recognize marriages going forward, regardless of what the Supreme Court might do. Absolutely essential. And then for North Carolina, you know, we are a military state. And yesterday we passed the National Defense Authorization Act, and it was so broadly supported that we could do it on what we call suspension, where it's only it's a two thirds vote. There's less debate about it. And we did that. And it is really going to invest in our men and women in the military. It's going to increase their basic housing allowance. Um, we've had issues with that here in North Carolina. Um, it's going to take care of sexual assault and sexual harassment that's gone on in the military and really move our military into the 21st century when it comes to energy and climate. And so such an important bill. But that's a lot. I mean, some Congresses don't do even two things of that much consequence. And we've done all of these things. And there's more to come. You mentioned bipartisanship. Uh, listeners, if you didn't know, Ross is a, a Democrat. And I want to talk about a Republican, Senator Tillis, who is maybe doesn't, isn't the obvious uh, Republican party line for some of these bipartisan bills. Um, what do you think of, of, of what he's done this past, really just this past year? And I think it is really commendable, particularly what he did on the gun safety bill, what he did on the Respect for Marriage Act. Um, he has um, joined a cohort of 10 to 15 Republican senators who are willing to 
negotiate to get things done. Um, I will say it's not surprising that that is how he's approaching being in the minority. I served with him in the North Carolina House. And when he came in, he was in the minority and he did precisely that. And he and I had a couple of bills together that we worked on. So he understands, obviously it was the Speaker of the House had a lot of power. He understood how to wield that power. But when he's in the minority, he understands how to use his position in order to get things done. What do you think about the General Assembly now? Knowing that, I mean, there's obviously some people that are still there that you served with and um, knowing, you know, Berger and Moore and some of the new people, how would you describe the the way the, the legislature is now versus um, during your time there? Well, when I was there, I was in the majority, the minority, and it was equally divided. And um, so there weren't a lot of entrenched people, except for Mark Bassnight, who eventually, you know, retired. So there was a lot of change. I think there has not been as much change in the last, you know, six to eight years. And there is something that happens when people consolidate too much power for too long. I think that um, changing up the power structure is a good thing. It gives more people more opportunities. It brings more voices there. I'm hoping with a bunch of new people who have been elected since this last round of redistricting that we will get some of those new voices. And I'm very excited for some of the new people who are coming in from Wake County. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about a lot of people left the state Senate to uh, go up to D.C. So we'll talk about the, the changing delegation from uh, from state to federal. We'll be right back. You're listening to Under the Dome. I'm News and Observer Politics reporter Don Bond here with U.S. Representative Deborah Ross, who represents Wake County. Uh, new members that, of Congress that served in the state legislature include uh, Democrats and a Republican uh, that were in the state Senate. Uh, Chuck Edwards, the Republican, and the rest are Democrats. Don Davis, Jeff Jackson, Valerie Fushi, Wiley Nickel. So tell me about each of them. I assume you've met them all, uh, might know some better than the others, and a, a little bit about each one and what it'll be like to, to work with them going forward. Well, I'm very excited about this new freshman class from North Carolina. The most important thing is they've all been legislators. And so I got elected to Congress as a former legislator and legislators just approach work in a different way. We kind of know how things operate. Of course, it's different in Congress than the General Assembly, but we're familiar with the committee process. We're familiar with how bills um, you know, become law. We're familiar with dealing with unpredictable stuff on the floor. And most legislators who go to Congress really want to get things done. And um, they're not necessarily going to become social media stars. Uh, I have worked with all of them, um, Chuck Edwards a little bit less, um, but they are people who are smart, they're public servants, they understand the process. Um, we will start um, with Valerie Fushi, who has the longest record of service. I mean, she was in local government. She's been on the school board. She's been a county commissioner. I served with her in the House. Then she went to the Senate. I mean, this is a person who really knows her community and knows how 
all the levels of government should work together. Um, and because we serve together in the House, we have a prior relationship and we're going to represent the triangle together. And so it's so nice to have a, an experienced partner who understands the issues, understands the process. Wiley Nickel um, will represent Southern Wake County and to Johnston, Wayne and Harnett counties. I've known him and I've worked with, with him on several things before. We're going to be sharing Wake County. It's important to have a good partner when you're sharing Wake County so that we can get as much as possible for the citizens of Wake County. So looking forward to that. Um, Jeff Jackson, I've known um, from when I ran for U.S. Senate in particular because I was in Charlotte almost every week and I was with him quite a lot. He is a rising star wherever he wants to be. And um, I've had uh, several really good conversations with him. And I will tell you this about Jeff Jackson. He is extremely astute about what's going on. He has asked the best questions after being in committee meetings or caucus meetings, um, I think he's going to be an excellent member of Congress. And then Don Davis is as solid as they come. He's taking over G.K. Butterfield's seat. He has a military background, as does Jeff Jackson. Um, he's been in the state Senate. I've worked with him quite a lot. Been in Eastern North Carolina. I don't know that Eastern North Carolina could get a better representative than Don Davis. And then as we know, Chuck Edwards beat Madison Cawthorn, so we gotta give him credit for nothing else. He beat Madison Cawthorn in a primary, um, but from everything that I've heard about um, him, he has been a really solid member of the state Senate. I know he cares about our small businesses and our restaurants. That's where I've had um, interaction with him, but I'm looking forward to working with him. I have a very good relationship with the Republicans in, in our delegation. I served in the General Assembly with a couple of them. I went to law school with one of them. And so um, I think we're going to have a very strong delegation. We're already talking about working together. Who did you go to law school with? I went to law school with Dan Bishop. We were in the same law school class and we're both on the Judiciary Committee. And we remind the Judiciary Committee of that frequently. I think uh, with, with Edwards and just the North Carolina delegation in general, the headlines will probably be a little bit different um, after Edwards won that, won that primary um, and then office. So you'd mentioned uh, Wiley Nickel, and of course, both of you represent Wake County. So what can Wake County constituents expect that the draw will want to work together on going forward and, and to a greater extent, Fushi, if we're looking at the whole uh, triangle? Yeah. So one of the things that I'm hoping we retain, and I've heard that the Republican conference is interested in retaining it, community projects. So the, these are investments in our community, um, you know, getting money, perfect example that Representative Price and I worked to get more money for a runway at the airport. This is important money. It, it helps the people of Wake County and the region. It also helps with um, business and things like that. I've also gotten money for the Wake County Public Safety Center, money for the DNA lab here in Wake County, money for the Chavis to Dix Strollway, money for affordable housing out at Kings Ridge. Those are the kinds of things that we work on together. We also, and it was pointed out at the retirement um, party for Congressman Price and Congressman Butterfield, 
North Carolina has natural disasters. And that is the time when we come together the most because you never know where they're going to hit and we're going to need to get that FEMA money. And as I mentioned earlier, we're a military state and it's very important that we invest in our service members and our veterans. All right. Well, we're uh, down to a few minutes left on the podcast. We appreciate Representative Ross being here. And our tradition on the podcast is to share our picks for headliner of the week. That can be both like serious or lighter. Representative Ross, uh, why don't you go first? And you're saying you have more than one, which is Yes, fine. I have two. I'll do the serious one first. Um, and I was excited to see that we have one of the most diverse school boards we have ever had, truly representative of the children of Wake County and the next generation in Wake County. And um, I think, you know, I think people underestimate what an extraordinary job our school board does. We have one of the largest public school systems in the country and one of the best public school systems in the country. And I get to brag about these schools that win Magnet School of the Year or the Principal of the Year or Teacher of the Year, but it is really a testament to the voters of Wake County that they elect people who reflect our county, and I'm thrilled about that. And then the second one, go pack. Going to a bowl game in Charlotte won't be a long drive. Um, they've had a really exciting season, different quarterbacks. I got to go to the homecoming game, which was so much fun. So I will be following the bowl game and rooting for the pack. All right. It is North Carolina. So our headliner streak of uh, sports related, I think we're like at over a month now. We'll see if we can keep that going. Um, I'm going to share two headliners for myself. One, like speaking of streak, is related to what my uh, headliner was last week. And I had griped, um, you know, kind of casually griped that the state capitol tree lighting uh, in Raleigh is kind of late in the season. But it's still nice. It's a nice mid-season tree lighting, which I went to on Thursday night with some of my News and Observer colleagues. And Governor Cooper uh, lit the tree in front of the historic state capitol building. Uh, if you know anything about the governor, he gets pretty excited about holiday events. Uh, so it was a really nice thing to do and another sign of, you know, we had a tough couple of years, you know, in the state and, and the country and just uh, everyone being together um, in a happy way, uh, celebrating the season. And I liked that Wooly Claus, which is the Durham Bulls mascot, Wooly Bull, when he's in his Santa uniform, it's Wooly Claus was there. So Oh, but not the Mudcat? I know, but I mean, Willie Bull, he, you know, he'll travel to Raleigh. He's been in a variety of like Raleigh parades and everything. Okay. So, and I'll give a shout out to my other uh, favorite local mascot, which is Wayne Drop, the Durham Water Department mascot, because how many water departments have a mascot? So <laughs> they, they get, uh, you know, they get some props for that. Uh, my other headliner, of course, people know uh, what happened in Moore County this past week where electric substations were taken out by gunfire, something that's still being investigated. And the power was out for several days, which caused a lot of problems for people's homes, people's businesses, restaurants, everything else. So my, my headliner related to that is people helping each other out with our reporters that were there talking to everyone with help with, with generators, with just the workers themselves doing everything they could to bring the power back on. Um, people navigating intersections with lights out and and just really coming together in a time of need. So 
So those are my, uh, my headliners. So, all right, uh, Representative Ross, thank you for, for being here today. Um, I'm Don Vaughn for the News and Observer. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. For more from our politics team, subscribe to the News and Observer at newsobserver.com slash subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at Under the Dome and NC Insider and sign up for our weekly political newsletter, also called Under the Dome, at newsobserver.com slash newsletters. Thanks for listening.